What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. It's raining outside. It sounds so nice. I wish we would have this all the time. I know. Um, can't be selfish, though. Here, I guess, living in Southern California, we can't have the rain and the sun all of the time. I came across a, a Facebook post, and somebody had shared something by a gentleman named Rob Lethan, and he was talking about OSI, which is Operational Stress Injury, and he was discussing it as it relates to first responders in particular, and he shared the best analogy I've ever heard and something I think is super powerful that I wanted to share with you, and he was talking about how we we always say things like, um, just reach out if you need anything, Right. And if somebody has gone through an event, I know in a last episode, Clinton, you were talking about um, officer-involved shootings and how sometimes there are officers who are kind of whispering in the background, talking about, man, that really hit that guy hard this time or, you know, things of that nature. But nobody is ever going straight to him offering their support. And this gentleman here was discussing this analogy where he says that, it's almost like comparing just reach out and, and that advice in particular to just telling somebody who is drowning to just swim to the life preserver. Yeah. And when somebody is drowning and they're, they're in the midst of that, they, they probably can't just swim to that life preserver. And I thought that was fantastic because the same holds true when somebody is dealing with something um, as a consequence or a byproduct of operational stress injury. So, operational stress could be anything, right? But for a majority of first responders, it's that that compounding element of traumatic incident after incident after incident. And that's what he is discussing here. Because all too many times we'll tell somebody, like, I'm, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to, you, know, you can always reach out to me. Um, far Far few in between are the instances where somebody will go above and beyond and interject help or support um, without without that individual having to seek you out, right? Because it takes so much effort. Somebody is already dealing with something emotionally as a, a consequence of a traumatic event, and then they're supposed to have to go the extra mile, get uncomfortable, reach out to somebody and say, I have a problem, I need help. So what he's saying here is that we need to create a bridge between that drowning individual and that life preserver. And I think it's such a fantastic analogy to be able to further dive into and explore the idea. I think that's a really, that's a great analogy. Like, I really like that because I, I can think back so many, into so many different instances where, you and you, this is a common thing. It, you just hey, just reach out if you need something. If you need something, let me know. And and instead of just saying hey, um, I'm here, and this is what we're going to do. And and of course, given the incident, given the time and place where you are and everything. But hey, you you just were involved in this uh, yesterday, so we're going out to lunch today, and we're just going to hang out. And I'm here for you and I will be here for you. Instead of saying, you come to me, I'm here for you and we are going to get through this together. 
Yeah, and it takes a lot of effort to do something like that, right? It sounds simple, like, hey, grab a guy and take him to lunch. But the truth is that people get so caught up in the minutia of their own day-to-day living that we're too selfish to do that oftentimes. And I think that's where a lot of us need to humble down a little bit and to actualize how important it is because there might be one day where that will be you. And wouldn't it be nice if somebody was proactive and they were able to just extend extend their kindness and support in that way automatically. And that too, I think is important of a concept for us to be able to understand because it helps us when it comes to the words that we use when we're interacting with somebody who has just faced a traumatic event or who we know might be going through a hard time. You know, and and it makes me think of kind of a the relationship I have with some of my buddies at work or, or kind of that dynamic to where if I... And I, and I can't say I've done this 100% of the time, but there's been specific instances where I knew that my partner just needed to get away for a little bit. So I go, let's go to lunch. We'll go to our normal spot that we enjoy going together. And you get there and don't let them worry about a thing. Like you pick out what they're eating because you they get it the same way every time. And and you just sit down and you're just sharing that space with one another. You don't have to talk about the incident. And, and I think that's the struggle that we face in law enforcement is we need to sit down and have lunch together. Uh, now tell me everything that happened. I want to know. And, and that's not the case. It's just getting them away from that environment for a little bit will help them tremendously. Yeah, I love that so much. And going along this same sediment, I think, too, it's important for us to be incredibly choosy about the people that we introduce or that we keep within our inner circle. Because having experienced traumatic events, if you are around those naysayers, those negative people, the ones that you just dread being around, you hate when they come into your office, like you you don't answer their phone call, you're waiting to answer their texts, like all of those things, then you probably want to distance yourself after experiencing a traumatic event because those aren't going to be the clints, right? Those are going, and I'm thinking of several people that come top of mind that I, with intention, have closed my kingdom doors to them and I can see them down there, but I no longer allow them to come in and experience um, all the glory that is this kingdom that that we have built. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things like, you're not going to go to one of your partners who just went through a traumatic incident where you barely know them and, and say, hey, we're going to go to my favorite lunch spot and I'm going to order you my favorite food. Like you're going, you have to have a balance. You have to have that support system in, set in place with your tight group, not with a broader group. If it is a broader group in those instances, that's where that's what you can do to help that person is, okay, find out who they're close with and say, hey, I think give a little nudge. I'm, I'm giving Ashley a little nudge, but give them a little nudge. Hey, uh, take him to lunch and just just bullshit, hang out and, and have their, one of their close group people facilitate it. Yeah. And I think too, like being smart about those people that you're communicating with, because I'm thinking about all the stupid <laughs> All the stupid like high school talk that goes on, right? So uh, being very gentle and courteous too, um, because that that type of gesture could turn into something that you didn't intend for it to turn into. And I absolutely hate that. That's just what happens in small departments and big departments. And uh, another thing that comes to mind in an incident like that, where perhaps you're not too close with an individual, but um, 
even asking your spouse, hey, can you bake a loaf of banana bread and taking that banana bread to to that person? That could be a, a gesture that is so simple. But um, also in an event like that, not making it seem like nothing. So not presenting a banana bread to um, said individual just for the sake of like, here's something my wife made for you. And it's so random, but being very specific and um, confident in stating exactly why, right? You, this just happened to you and we wanted to do something nice. So my wife made this and that right there will kind of further open up the door of connection and communication between the two of you to where you might see them more. You might be more prone to talking to them. They may be more prone to talking to you. And most importantly, you could further identify if there might be something that, that you could do to support them. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. I, I hadn't thought of that because now you're not only having your tight group of people that you're already close with, you're broadening that circle more and more to be able to be more of an impact for more people when they actually need the help. Yeah. I think the honesty element of that is, is the most important part because if there's this unspoken, okay, I know why his wife made me a banana bread, you know, that makes things more uncomfortable, right? That's going to go against what you were trying to do in terms of being helpful and supportive and most importantly, importantly proactive. So by specifically pointing out the reason why, I think that's the key in opening the door, right? Because you have confidence in doing it and you're clearly doing it from your heart and you're, you're making it known. You're making those reasons known um, and also creating that very obvious link as to why you're performing that action in the first place. Too, too often, it's like you said, where you have these individuals who are like, man, that guy is going through a hard time after that OAS, and they they don't state the obvious. And that makes that individual feel, um, feel like there's a separation then between you and them. That happens a lot after, after critical incidents, but OIS is 100%. It's like a, an us versus them that's silently created within the department. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Maybe we can record another episode about it, but it's, it's very important. Yeah. And it's, it's something that if you don't recognize, especially when you, when you're involved in the OIS and you see how that person's responding to it, for people to be chattering in the background about the you as that individual who just was involved in it, because say it, it combats you in a different way. And, and it's just because maybe you haven't experienced before. Maybe there's personal annotations to your life in which that kind of corresponded. And, and I think we, we fail at that in law enforcement on a regular basis and we need to change it. Yeah, for sure. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.